Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hey guys, Frank Flake here. Welcome to this next episode of the Sophisticated Property Investor podcast with me, Frank Flake. It is 2023. We are on the 12th of January. The Christmas pies have all been eaten. The Christmas trees have been taken down and we're back into the swing of real life. We're back into our normal routines. I am sitting down for lunch shortly with one of my one-to-one clients and the objective that he set for that meeting is to work out he's got a seven-figure business really successful business owner and he wants to not yet invest in property he wants to turn his successful business into a successful wealth generating machine so he wants to start investing in property over 2023 he wants to put some of his hard-earned profits into property and his question is how does he go about it what's good about 2023 what's bad about 2023 how should he do that to best effect and i thought actually i would share the highlights of that in this episode so in this episode i'm going to go through the changes that i see in the property market in 2023 some of the reasons for them i'm not going to make loads of predictions i'm not going to predict house prices are go up by this or down by this and interest rates are going to go to here or down to here. it doesn't really matter it really doesn't matter if you've got the right strategies if things are a bit worse than you expect or a bit better than you expect the strategies are still going to be the same so i'm going to run through what i actually presented to the partners on actually we had a training day yesterday and we spent three or four hours on uh, the detail of this but i'm going to give you the highlights of how i'm going to be investing this year and the reasons for that change let's look first at the last couple of years or probably more than that actually probably three years property prices have been going up and up and up at an amazing rate absolutely amazing rate now there's always good and there's always bad for sophisticated property investors the good in the last few years is anything you'd bought previously has gone through the roof so capital values capital appreciation has gone up massively that's really good because of course your mortgages typically if you have mortgages on your properties have stayed fixed so if you had a hundred grand mortgage and your property was 150 grand but your property has now gone up to 200 grand well your mortgage is still 100 grand so you've doubled your equity so that's been really good from a deleveraging and a creational wealth increasing perspective over the last few years the downside of the last few years for property investors is any motivated vendor has had the option of going on the open market now motivated vendors always have the option of going on the open market so by that i mean going to an estate agent and listing their property in a regular fashion or for them to put the property into auction when vendors are reading news articles about how prices are going through the roof how there's massive demand for properties from lots of buyers it's harder not impossible and the regular listeners to this podcast will know we've done a lot of deals over the last few years below market value deals with motivated vendors 
but it's certainly harder to find them. It's harder to do deals with them because why would someone sell below market value when they can pop the property on the market and sell it nearly as quickly at market value? So it's a harder proposition. So that's the the yin and the yang of the last few years. But now the tide has turned and I have to admit I'm more excited about 2023 than I was about 2021 and 2020 because it's now much, much easier to find motivated vendors. And that's the bit that most investors struggle with, funnily enough, is finding the deals, finding the vendors. Once you've got a motivated vendor, putting a win-win solution together is, is not very difficult at all. And then getting that over the line is not nearly as difficult. Most people get stuck at finding motivated vendors. So that's really good news if you're looking to fill your boots like my client, you're looking to really ramp up your property buying in the next 12, 24 months. And that's how long I think we've got. That's that's what I'm working to. Could it be 36 months of amazing buying environment? Yeah, it could be. But if I aim for 12, and I get 18 or 24 months of buying, then fantastic. What I don't want to do is expect five years and actually only get 12 months because then I'm not going to buy enough. I'm not going to fill my boots. The last time we had a buying environment like this was I think about 2008, 2009, and I was too young in my career. I'd only started in November 2007, so I wasn't properly going, I wasn't set up, didn't have enough knowledge, didn't have enough capital, didn't have a strong enough network. This time I'm ready though, this time. And by the way, I still did 26 transactions in 2009, but looking back, I wish I'd done four or five times as many. But this time I'm ready. This time I know how to do transactions. I know how to fill my boots. I know how to help a vendor today without investing all my resources so that tomorrow I can help another vendor and next week I can help another one, etc. So what do I expect to happen with prices over the next, I'm going to talk about 2023, as I've already said, it's probably going to be longer. I expect them to come down. I expect them to come down in real terms. I expect them to come down in absolute prices. So what I mean by that is a hundred grand property today is probably going to be less than a hundred grand in 12 months time. But in real terms, I expect them to come down a lot more because Inflation is currently running around 10%. I'm not an economist, but I do keep a handle on this stuff. And the government wants to get it down to 2%. Well, in my experience, not being political, but the government seems to miss most of their targets. So I doubt they're going to get it down to 2%. But even if they hit their target of 2%, well, everything's still gone up by 2% in the last year. So it's going to be anywhere I imagine between 10 and 2% that we're going to see this year on top of the 10% last year and the 8 or 10% the year before. In real terms, property prices are going to come down quite a lot because if your 100 grand house, I'm just going to pick a, a random number, comes down to £90,000, but the price of bread has gone from a pound to £1.10, that means that, yes, in absolute terms, your house has come down by £10,000, but actually in real terms, your house should be worth, just to stay even with inflation, 110. So now there's a £20,000 drop in real terms. So I expect prices to come down. And we don't need to go into any more detail than that. And you might be thinking, haven't you got quite a few houses, Frank? Yeah, I've got quite a few properties. Are you not worried about them coming down by 10 or 20%? No, not at all, because I'm not going to sell them. Now, 
interestingly, I have sold a lot over the last two years because I couldn't believe the prices I was getting. So I've sold at the top of the market and now I'll buy at the bottom of the market. And and I've been saying that on the podcast. I've been saying that to our partners on the partnership. I've been saying that to my clients. And the reason for that is because Warren Buffett says you should be fearful when others are greedy, i.e., not getting wrapped up in the hype and you should be greedy when others are fearful well the brilliant thing is we're going into a very fearful time now they always say that more millionaires are made in a recession than in a boom market more millionaires are made in a bear market than in a bull market and i think that's really true in property so prices coming down rents I think are going to go up. Now that ties into what I'm going to talk about in a minute in terms of the strategies you should be using to purchase property this year. Rents have been going up at an absolutely eye-watering pace for the last two years or so. Many, many tenants haven't seen a rise in their rents in sometimes five years, sometimes longer. One property we bought last year had not seen a price increase, a rent increase, since 1998. 24 years without a rent rise. You can imagine how far below market rents that property was. And there are a lot of landlords out there that don't realise that their rents are, they might think, you know, oh yeah, I must must put the rents up at some point, but they wouldn't have the faintest idea of what market rent is. We've looked actually at last year's purchases. On average, we put our rents up after buying a property by 45%. That was the average rise in rents after buying a property so that's how under market rent they were absolutely incredible but if you know market rent in your area you can factor that into the deal when you're negotiating with landlords who have under rented their properties so rents are going to keep going up in my opinion which is good if you have a portfolio, your yields are going to get better. Your yields going to get a lot better, actually, because yield is a relationship between property prices and rental income. And of course, if property prices are coming down and rents are going up, then that's fantastic for your yields. But it also means that your profits are going to go up because rents are going up, but your equity is unaffected in real terms. Now, on paper, I'm going to lose a lot of money in 2023 because a lot of my equity is going to be wiped off. But I've just made that equity over the last couple of years anyway. And it was all on paper. The ones that I sold, I've cashed in. I've made that equity into cash. But the ones that I hung on to, I'm just going to hang on to them longer. I'm not going to sell, but my rents are going up. So my cash in my bank, my cash flow each month gets better and better. So rents, I predict, will go up. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Interest rates, everyone's focused on interest rates. As of today, we've got 3.5% Bank of England base rate. Got another meeting in February, early February. And I think we'll see more interest rate rises. We'll see because the government are desperately trying to get down inflation. However, I don't think we're going to get to 10% interest rates. I'd be surprised if we go above 5% interest rates never say never could do 
But the long and short of it is so long as you have a healthy portfolio at a healthy loan to value, and I've covered this in other podcasts, I'm not going to go into the detail here. So long as you're letting your properties at market rents, that won't make a life threatening difference to your business. Yes, it will, of course, erode profitability. Of course it will. But we've been at 0.1% for X number of years anyway. It was always going to go up. And quite frankly, 3.5%, if you look at the last 100 years, is not a bad interest rate at all. The issue is that people have got used to that. And that's what people have come to expect. And they've developed their businesses based on that. So if you were in the pandemic thinking that you wanted to move out of a city you sold your city center apartment and you bought a nice country house leveraged that up to 90 percent on a really low sub two percent mortgage because you had some nice savings and you could put 10 percent in etc maybe you bought that on a variable rate maybe you fixed it for a couple of years and you're about to drop off it or already your interest rates are going up you might be in trouble because if you got a few million pounds of lending and you were paying 2%, but now you're paying 4%, your mortgage has just doubled. Now, at the same time, we're going into a recession, there are going to be redundancies. You or other members of your household might be in danger of being made redundant. You can see how a lot of people are not in a healthy situation. But if you've got your portfolio leveraged at a reasonable level on reasonable products as well. You've got a diverse portfolio, which is what I always preach about. So you've got some serviced accommodation, you've got some holiday lets, you've got some HMOs, you've got some commercial, you've got some single STs, you've got some housing benefit tenants, you've got some leases to charities, etc. If you've got a really diverse portfolio, then you'll be absolutely fine. You'll have no problems at all. So interest rates will go up and then they'll top out and find their level is my prediction mortgages are going to be the biggest factor this year and they are an absolute blessing to sophisticated investors they are going to be hard to get they're already really hard to get they're going to take ages to get in order to buy property now what that's going to do is it's going to make it harder for vendors to sell So there aren't going to be loads of people who can just phone up their broker, get a 75% buy-to-let mortgage and buy investment properties. And that's good for us because it means that motivated vendors are going to struggle even more to sell. So not only have they got dropping prices of their properties, the value of their property is dropping, but they can't find buyers because buyers can't get lending and cash buyers are less prevalent than buyers who can buy with a mortgage so mortgages are going to be hard to get it doesn't mean we're not going to use mortgages this year but i'm going to be using mortgages far more to refinance than to purchase and the reason for that is i've had a refinance that took nine months um when did it complete it completed either the week before christmas or the week after christmas i can't remember and that took nine months but what my business partner reminded me of is it wasn't actually nine months it was nine months with the third lender we tried it was actually six months or so before that that we first started trying to get a mortgage so that's 15 months to get a refinance a client yesterday said it's taken her a year to get a refinance now if you've already bought the property and you're just trying to get your cash out 
that's a minor inconvenience it just slows you down you can't do the next deal if you're trying to buy a property and the mortgage takes that long to purchase you're probably going to lose the vendor or the vendor's going to lose the property but you're probably not going to be able to do that deal so i'm going to be relying on mortgages as little as possible i perhaps won't use a mortgage to buy a property this year and that's because i know the game I know how hard it is for, for brokers. And so I'm going to be buying using other strategies. I'm going to be controlling properties and then using the mortgages after I've done the deal. And I'll come back to that later. The other part of that is finance investment. During the boom times over the last few years, when interest rates are at 0.1%, investors couldn't get a good return on their money. If I think back to 2007, investors could get 8% on their money in a fixed rate bond. A year ago, they were struggling to get 2%. And it's been like that for a long time. It's been like that pretty much since 2007. In that environment where Bank of England base rate is at 0.1%, five-year fixed rate bonds are paying maybe 2%, 1.5%. It's quite easy to go to an investor and say, I'll give you 5% on your money. I'm going to go buy some property with it. I'll give you a personal guarantee um, or would you like to lend me that money as a first charge to go buy this property, etc. That's quite an easy thing to do. People have money, they want to lend it. And so friends and family might come in with you to help you to build your portfolio and you can thank them by paying them a really good interest rate on their money. That was easy to do a year ago. It's harder to do now because those same investors can probably get double that return from the high street, from regular banks, regular savings vehicles. So you're now going to have to pay more, perhaps six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent. But that's okay because prices have come down, so you don't have to borrow as much, and rents have gone up. So I will be buying in joint ventures i will be buying using other people's money this year especially where the vendors need a quick completion so where i'm doing bmv quick purchases the thing to consider in a bear market like the one we're, we're now just entering is that sales volumes have dropped massively and that has a few impacts so firstly not as many instructions are taking place secondly the length of time that a property takes to complete is elongating at an incredible rate at the moment a transaction that might have taken three months a year ago now might be taking six or seven months the problem with that is that conveyancers and mortgage brokers are carrying more transactions than they ordinarily would so even though they're only taking on perhaps 40 percent of the number of transactions that they were previously if they're only completing on 10 percent of the number they would previously each month they're accumulating more and more transactions but they're not making the same money they're making 10 percent of the money because most of those conveyancing firms and brokerages make their money on completion some of them will take fees up front but not a lot most of them make their money on completion and the problem with that is they have to lay people off so a firm that usually might have 100 transactions going on in the current climate might have 200 because they're not getting the completion so they're backing up but they might have had perhaps three people working on all those transactions and now they've had to let one go so it's gone from people working on 35 transactions each perhaps maybe they'd be working on a few more per person but now they're working on 100 each so you would think they're really quiet and they are quiet in terms of instructions 
but actually their workload has trebled and they've got more irate customers because everything's taking longer and people are getting upset and vendors are upset and investors are upset etc it's important to recognize when you're structuring these deals with vendors you don't over promise really really important to consider that the other thing to consider is that there are unemployed conveyances at the moment so it's a good time if you are thinking of building your own conveyancing in-house department depending on the scale of your operation we're looking at this carefully at the moment to see whether we would benefit from employing a full-time conveyancer because there are good people now out of work the next factor to consider is the cost of living cost of living is going up I don't really care if it's gone up double or treble or quadruple. It's gone up, which is painful to people, which is going to impact vendors. So we have a bit of a perfect storm at the moment for us to help people who no one else can help. And that's good for us. It's good for vendors um, in terms of, you know, at least we're around to help them. And it means we can structure deals in the way we want to structure them. So those are my main points. There are lesser points but those are the main ones in terms of what to consider when looking at the environment in which we're investing in 2023 the big question though is so what do you do with it frank we have two main strategies when we're talking about sophisticated property investing we've got two main strategies and by the way if you're a regular listener jot them down now what are the two ways there are only two ways we buy property what are they jot them down Because if you can't jot them down now, if you don't straight away know what the two different types of deals are, when an opportunity presents itself to you, you are not going to be in a position to help that person. You're not going to be in a position to monetize that opportunity. And that means you're going to miss out. Do you know what the two different ways are of doing a sophisticated deal? I'll tell you, but if you didn't know right now, then you need to listen to more of the podcast you need to educate yourself better you need to get to the point where yeah when someone phones you up and this happened to me by the way it's happened to me on the i want to say middle of december 10th of december 15th of december and um, someone phoned me up and said frank i've got 32 properties to sell i met with them on the 20th of december in fact i've done a youtube video about this um if you check out the youtube channel search on youtube for frank flegg sophisticated property investing it'll pop up on the 20th of december i sat down with the vendor we've signed heads of terms to buy 32 properties lawyers have been instructed that will be a done deal in a matter of a few weeks and so you have to have these strategies at the forefront of your mind i was driving when the guy phoned me in the course of about 15 minutes I explained how we could do it, what would work. We had a follow-up phone call and then we met up and signed heads of terms over the course of a two-hour meeting. It literally, from start to finish, took about three hours to do the deal. The first strategy is where you buy quickly for a discount. So below market value, very fast purchasing. That's what you needed to do last year. But that isn't the way to invest this year. I would do very few quick below market value purchases this year because it's not the best strategy it will tie up cash either mine or my investors and then it's going to be slow to refinance out afterwards so i'm not going to be doing loads of that i'm not going to say i won't do any but i certainly won't be talking to vendors about that and i certainly won't be suggesting win-win solutions where there's another solution and what we often find with sophisticated investors is they find one way of doing deals and then they keep doing it i was speaking to someone yesterday actually who's done 12 deals 
Uh, I got seven more going through at the moment. The way that that person did those deals over 2021 and 2022 is not going to be the way they're going to do deals this year. They need to change now. We need to pivot. And the problem is if you're not educating yourself, you're going to keep trying to do the same types of deals and they're going to keep failing. But you wouldn't know that for six or nine months until your vendors get fed up and go and sell to someone else. It's important to change how you structure the deals now so that you can still get them over the line. And the golden rule in a recession, in a bear market like the one we have now, is to still solve the vendor's problems quickly. So when you buy below market value quickly, you solve their problem quickly. But in this market, you still have to solve their problem quickly But if you're not buying quickly, the second way that we do sophisticated deals is called CNPL, control now, pay later. And those are the types of deals you need to be doing. So in my training yesterday, I was talking, funny enough, to an estate agent who's also a client. And he had a deal where we were explaining how he could do vendor finance on that transaction. So how he could buy the property from the vendor now, but the vendor provides the mortgage. And then the mortgage is paid off in perhaps 10 years time or paid off over 10 years. That is a an example of a control now pay later strategy. The 32 properties, we're exchanging contracts now, but we're completing later. We're completing those transactions over the next 10 years. The beauty of that is I may still use mortgages to buy those properties. In fact, we're buying them over a 10-year period at a 17% discount. So it's not the normal 25% discount, but we're buying them over 10 years. So we'd hope to see some capital growth, but we've also got the cash flow over those 10 years. So that makes sense to me. That will work for me. That will be a really good return. Once I've exchanged contracts now, I have up to 10 years to complete. So if I want to start buying a few this year and a few next year and a few the year after and a few the year after, I can. I've got the luxury of time. If I want to wait a couple of years for interest rates to find their level and mortgage products to to get a bit more competitive and mortgage lenders to start a bit of a price war and to start reducing their their rates so that they're trying to get more market share. If I want to wait for that to pan out, I can. I can wait a couple of years. If I want to go and recruit some more finance investment in order to complete on some of these, I can. So I've got the luxury of time and the whole time I can put rents up. And this is really important to recognize. When you do a control now pay later deal, so on that exchange of contracts, I basically at the point of exchange of contracts, the vendor hands over the keys. So we'll take over control of all 32 properties. We are responsible for the mortgages, whether they go up or go down. We're responsible for maintenance. We receive all of the rents. We are responsible for insurance. We act as though we own the properties already and we lock in the price. So if you think about it, it's no different to owning the properties. And people get all worried. In fact, someone said yesterday, yeah, but what if mortgages go up? Well, yeah, you can buy a property and the mortgage can go up. So you just have to get your numbers right at the start. But the difference is to buy 32 properties and raise the finance on that, you know, we're into the millions of pounds. That could easily take 18 months, maybe longer. That vendor is not going to sit around and wait 18 months for us to buy those 32 properties. Now, in a better market, we might have been able to buy those in three or four months. Still a lot of paperwork to get through, a lot of checking, a lot of applications, etc. But we're never going to do that within six months in this environment. But I know we can exchange contracts in a couple of weeks. We won't do searches. We won't be applying for finance. We won't 
have to do in fact the lawyers are only charging us 10% of the total fee so by definition they're only doing 10% of the work so that's a really good result really really good result for us because we get the deal over the line we've got an exchange of contracts we get the cash flow from the portfolio now the vendors looking at that portfolio as x amount of income per month we know that we can now work on that portfolio and increase the rents so we know what the market rents are as we increase those rents our profit goes up every month and that's the beauty of a control now pay later strategy you do the deal and then you keep increasing rents as inflation goes up or as you bring them in line with market rent and so that's a really nice cherry on the cake or layer of icing on the cake now the vendor also gets an income from the properties so we not only cover his mortgages but we start paying for those properties so over the 10 years in effect the tenants pay off some of the purchase price which is fantastic because not only are we only paying 83 percent of what the properties are worth today but now over 10 years the tenants are going to pay off some of the properties now because these are in a cheap part of the country they actually make quite a lot of positive cash flow so that means we can pay down the purchase price quite significantly so control now pay later is the strategy that i'm going to be focusing every single opportunity on so it's a bit like over the last few years if you are holding a screwdriver every problem that comes your way you're trying to look for the screw that you can screw in with a screwdriver but now you've picked up a hammer and so every problem you're looking for the nail that you can whack over the head with the with the hammer it's about changing your paradigm of how you look at problems so i'm now looking at every single opportunity that comes across my desk and i'm thinking to myself right how can i solve this without applying for a mortgage how can i solve this in a way that guarantees me the property over the long term but doesn't require loads of conveyancing now or putting the deal in a lender's hands where they can take forever on it i had one before christmas where the lender had said yes we just need to send it up to the senior underwriter and the they, we'd gone through like eight weeks ten weeks of um application process answering all their questions etc and literally they didn't give the offer but they said the offer will be with you as soon as the senior underwriter has looked at it and i, and I assumed that meant like a stamp or something i didn't even know this particular lender had two underwriting teams and apparently it was for for loans above a certain amount. They go to a senior underwriter. Anyway, this senior underwriter has asked, oh my goodness, another 30 odd questions. And now has said they're not willing to lend. But the junior underwriting team and the BDM, business development manager that the broker had spoken to before we even applied, had all said, yeah, this deal suits us. We're up for it. We're ready to lend. And the senior underwriter said, oh no, we won't lend on that. Three months later. So we paid all our fees, we paid valuation fees. And then they've said, no, sorry, we don't have an appetite for this. Oh, thank you very much, Mr. Lender. But that's the thing. You don't want to have deals in lenders' hands right now. So you want to structure them in because the vendor doesn't care. You are sitting in front of the vendor saying, I will solve your problem, Mr. Vendor. If you don't solve their problem, that's on you. You have come up with the solution you have chosen the mortgage broker you have chosen the lender you have chosen the finance investor you have chosen the conveyancer if it doesn't go through quickly enough for the vendor it's your fault that's how the vendor will view it and to be fair that's how i view it and so your job is to structure the deal in such a way that it does go through quickly enough now that vendor on the 32 properties he doesn't care if i complete on them in three years or four years or seven years or nine years 
that's up to me. If after I start buying one, it takes nine months or 18 months, that doesn't matter either. I can just buy those at my leisure. I might even buy them when I've got time. And I mean that in all seriousness, applying for finance and going through conveyancing takes a lot of your admin time. You need to have time in the office. So I probably wouldn't do that over July and August when I'm going to be spending every spare minute with the kids. But come September, October, November, I might have loads of time to sit down. In fact, the conveyances might get nice and quiet in December, start of January. I might want to get some through then when the conveyances are nice and quiet. Or maybe I'll do a deal with some conveyances and I'll say, look, I've got these ones. I don't care how long they take. How about you use them as a hospital case and you just drop onto them when you're not busy doing other stuff? Would you give us a 30% discount on your fees if we do them like that? Because I'm not in a hurry. So you can be creative about how you do this. Only if you've created that leisure, if you've created that situation. So control now, pay later is the way I will be going in 2023. And my recommendation, guys, is even if you've got pots of cash, I was about to say, unless you've got pots of cash and it doesn't make any difference, but how much money would you need to not run out over the next two years? However much money you've got, you want it to work as hard as possible for you. Okay, if you're sat there with, let's say, a hundred million pounds in the bank, you're probably not going to run out over the next, depends on what properties you're buying, you're probably not going to run out over the next two years. But if you're sat there with a million, two million, 500k, 100k in the bank, you want to protect that cash. You definitely don't want to be putting into a property property, which means that you're either going to be buying quickly now with a mortgage, which is actually going to be really slow, or you're going to be putting yourself on bridging, which is risky because you need to refinance off it in a really illiquid market, or you're going to do what I recommend, which is control now, pay later, and then you're in control. Then you've got the property. Then you can sort out the buying at your leisure. So that's how I'll be buying in 2023, guys. I hope that's been of use. If you have questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. And do let us know how you get on with your wealth generation in 2023. I'll let you know how that client gets on as well. Until next time, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.